You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. And tonight we're starting our Alien Retrospective series, ending with Ridley Scott's newest installment, Alien Covenant. But first, we're going to talk about the original 1979 horror sci-fi classic, Alien. You have no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme Being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Set fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. podcast i'm brian with me tonight mr jeremy benson hi and mr jared callen callen hello i got it right this time yes look at that i look like i'm a professional second time man you threw me off without like doing your little spill and i get to interrupt with the name of the movie i'm sorry dude i was just i was not fucking it. It. i'm done <laughs> that's okay i'm back bitches <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you uh Jared, for joining us this evening. We yeah. got real talent on the show tonight. Good to be here. Good to be here. Let's talk about some movies. <laughs> All right. So we're here kicking off our retrospective series of the Alien, se- uh, Alien series. We're going to be talking about Alien, Alien 3, Prometheus. And we're going to We're conclude. actually going to talk about Prometheus? Yeah, we're going to talk about really? Prometheus, man. We're going to get into it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we got the request in. We got a bout of the fans. We got a request? Yeah. With the listeners. That's right. No, that's that's true. That's true. Yes. Listeners, be respectful. Yeah. Hey, I can't believe that you actually get people to reply back to you. I've been doing podcasts forever, and I can't be like, please, just like say, hey, we hate you. I mean, just say something, please. We, we get a lot of that. That's why I'm like, <laughs> request. <laughs> well, I, mean, I know most of our most of our social media interactions are right. You know, usually it's awesome. like Benson sounds fat. <laughs> no. How do you sound fat? We we do get some hateful emails sometimes. Yeah. Sounds but... like you've lost about ten pounds. <laughs> <laughs> 12 to be exact. Oh, I, I thought you looked thinner. I thought, and, and a little younger, but that, that may be the haircut. I don't know. It very well could be. For some reason, like, you I cut off some of your hair, your hair gets darker. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How did it get dark? What? I'm trying to figure out how your hair gets darker if it's, uh, if it's pulling itself back up. I don't know. I asked. I was like, why does my hair look so much darker? Cause, and then Spence said, well, because you've had your hair so long. This part's been bleached by the sun last summer. And this part's not bleached, so this is your... Oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay, oh, I'm following see. here. I see. Okay. I'm cutting off a lot of blonde highlights. So, right. Yeah. yeah. For you guys that are listening and aren't looking at us, we're, I I got a haircut, and it's... Sexy. Psh, I mean, I'm just saying. hot. 
What is wrong with you guys? All right. Uh, and yes, and we are concluding with Alien Covenant. <laughs> when does that come out? Uh, May 19th. Oh, nice. So we have time. Yes. So we'll be putting that episode out sometime sometime around then. Alien. You guys have all seen this film before. I, I take it, right? Yes. We watched it last night. I, but I know that. They don't know that, though. They don't know what you did last night. I know what you did last night. <laughs> and I, I watched it in pieces today in between meetings. <laughs> well, I, okay. Well, when, when, when is everyone's first exposure to this film? Is this the first movie in the series you guys even saw? Yeah, I, I saw this one before I saw the other ones. I think I saw a version of this on TV when I was a kid. I think that, that was the first. And I saw like a TV cut, you know, so 4 by 3 where they're cutting all that sexy, you know, they, they punch in just to the center and they do all that pan and scan and... You know, you know what I'm yeah, talking you about. You don't love the pan and scan? Oh, man. Like, the talent there of wobbling I, back and forth. I make a point to go back and frame. watch old movies that I haven't seen. I've never seen it in its original aspect ratio, like multiplicity, things like that. I was like, I will sit down and watch this again just because it's in multiplicity its... Multiplicity has some of the worst pan and scan of all time. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. It is freaking terrible. It's like they leave they leave a complete character out of the frame because the, they'll be on the uh, it has exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. It's I, so bad. I have had to try to, uh, try and explain to my father that the black bars on the frame does not mean he's seeing less of the image. <laughs> You're seeing more. And I, I've used the the frame from Ghostbusters. They're in the and I'm showing like, look, you can see all three of them here, and here you can only see the. Well, what you're not seeing on the top and bottom. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> You weren't very good at this. Get that game where you put the square in the square when you were a kid. Where you dead? Do they even you know? make full screen versions of movies anymore? Or I, I, I think they should, shouldn't have given you give you an option. Just I don't think they do. Yeah, I don't think they. they I have think for pan a while. And, I think pan and scan is a dead. Right. They may they may actually just blow it up to sixteen by nine and cut and crop the sides. Because I don't think they make out. four three televisions anymore. No, I don't think so. Yeah. They shouldn't. I, mean, I haven't seen which, one. Which is weird forever. about that because this whole time in this movie, uh, which is really weird, uh, we're, we're this advanced to what we can get out into space, but uh, every time our computer works, it sounds like it's a dot matrix printer. And then like, <laughs> and then, like all, of, all, of the, uh, all of the TVs are like little CRTs and stuff. But for some reason, when it punches in, maybe it's because I was watching the director's cut, but the, uh, the, the text is like crystal clear sharp. You know, I'm like, right. wow, this is crazy. It's like, it's like a, a brilliant overlay. You see these movies from the 70s and how they're trying to predict what future technology is right. going to look like. And yeah. no one predicts like flat screens or, right. you know, touch screens. It's the CRT is there and it's there to stay, baby. They, they say that we got into space on the, uh, uh, like the, uh, a calculator. It's like, it's like the, the, the original, uh, like, uh, shuttles and all that went up ahead, people in it. The computer was just as powerful as a standard calculator. Okay, so it makes sense that, you know, that this is beyond that. Because this came out what? This came out post-Star uh, Wars, correct? Yeah, it was 79. But it was actually in production, like, right when Star Wars came out. That's so what kind of gave it the green light. Okay, so they're kind of, they're still around the same. And it actually feels, I think it feels a little more spacey than Star Wars. E- even with its, do you, yeah. I mean, do you think so? Like, like, like it, it technically ad- advanced a little bit. Because it's actually showing more of the, the system works and all that, actually. Because there's, there's a lot of computer yeah. in this. Even that opening part where you go over and you see the... Um, the helmet that says all that, and you see the computer kind of booting up. Which for some reason, every time they show a screen in this movie, it's just like binary. It's like ones and zeros, ones and zeros. Like everybody can read binary in, in, in the future, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Well, it, it binaries <laughs> and then it translates. Yeah, it, 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 it into does that translate. weird like it, it's still a slow processor. <laughs> Like crappy vector drawings they and all they that. They haven't quite got to the quad processing yet, so it has to show you what it's thinking about. 
I do, I do like the navigation screens, though. I, th- I do think those are still cool. With the, the, the topographical map, kind of like the line drawing kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. and it goes in there, and it, like, it, like the squares where it's pre-calculating the Oh, route. no, that, that's super cool. When they're going I, the, uh, around the planet like that, and you see the roll. Yeah. No, that's, it's kind of, that's kind of hypnotic, too. And I, and I actually like how they, uh, I, was, I was thinking about the cinematography. When they're showing the screens, they don't just like lock the, sh- the camera down. They kind of like pan it over a little bit and just kind of like let it float and live. I was, I was noticing in that scene when they're going around the planet there. I didn't notice really until watching it this time. This movie is like almost completely shot handheld. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And, and, and a lot of POV kind of like, you know, like, like, you know, you don't really know where things are coming from, even though it's paced kind of slowly and they, they kind of let the, the film breathe a little bit, uh, which they don't do these days. Uh, you know, no. um, yeah, not at all. We, we, we'd be cutting every two seconds, you know, but this they just kind of let it live to yeah. me. It, to me, it felt like a lot like, you know, you see some of the horror movies shot during that time. It's like POV horror shots, but it's on a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to yeah. Me, that's what it felt like he was doing to me. Yeah, especially like in the I, I know I said like they use a lot of handheld, um, but like in the beginning where you're talking about like, like we're just going on those dolly shots, going down those corridors, and yeah, it's just completely empty, and then you see the crew along the same line. Everyone, all the critics, I I think it was Pauline Kael that first called this movie like the haunted house in in space, or the, it's a haunted yeah. house movie in space. I know we've we've said that before on the podcast. What do you think that means? What does it mean to you? Haunted house in space. Kind of the way they shoot, it, especially the beginning where they're going down the corridors and all that, kind of makes it feel like you're uh, you're wanting to look around the corner a little bit because they're showing you down these really long hallways, which everything is like highly detailed and the lighting is like phenomenal, and it just, it just has this really eerie feeling, and it's 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 kind of like you're always kind of looking around you. It's and there's a lot of darkness. The ship, you know, you see you see in uh, Star Trek, yeah. you see right. the ship and it's like lit, and yes. like, I mean it's like it's like everywhere you go, this place is just like. I mean, you're you're stepping through like scary ass shit constantly. It's a horror movie in space. It's it's not shot like a, it's not shot like Star Wars or Star Trek where it's hey this is fun science fiction this is this is creepy. <laughs> I I don't know this the ship. I, what is the ship doing? Is it like a big bus that's just just transporting them there or what was it's the, a cargo? The, it's like a cargo ship. Yeah, right? they're transporting. Por- uh, was it what they're refining? Something. Yeah, it's a refinery. I think it just says mineral oil in the beginning, or mineral uh, ore is what it says. Yeah. And they're on their way back to Earth, and then they wake up early to... Right. They've been rerouted by the evil corporation. Well, they, they they came across this this uh, stress this, uh, this stress beacon thing. And if they'd have listened to Ripley at the beginning of the movie, we wouldn't have this trilogy or this franchise. And Okay, that is the thing, man. Like, Ripley is not just like a, a kick-ass action hero. She is actually the one making all the right decisions in the entire movie. Except for one. What's I, that? Okay, cool. So when they go in and they, they tell everybody that, uh, hey, uh, so-and-so, uh, I forget his name, the guy who had the face sucker on his face. Kane. Face hugger, right? Okay, cool. Well, he's he's come too, right? And they can't find the thing. The thing is gone, right? So they all go into the room. Right. And she's the last one to walk in, and she leaves the door open. I noticed so this that thing, too. <laughs> this thing that has like <laughs> been scuttling around you don't think to close that fucking door that's right there? You know, let's let's trap this thing in this room. I wouldn't even. I would have been the one outside the door. Go, y'all, shut the fucking door. <laughs> what if it gets out? And shit. no one, and no one, and, and like, which is really weird. It's it's like they don't really give a shit about like protocol or anything because when they're dissecting that damn thing, no, nobody's wearing masks. Nobody like they're they're all down inside of it. You know, well, it's like, been you know, kissing it's, Kane. He's fine. <laughs> fucking lick it. It's all right. They don't even taste they, it. See if we can eat it later. Like, like, oh, okay, he's fine. He's he's sitting up. They don't think. 
think to like run him through any tests or give him an X ray. No, fuck like, that. You know, it's like no, no, they, they don't check anything. They're just very they're like, like, let's eh. just go to sleep. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's a horror movie in space. <laughs> You're not supposed to ask these questions. Well, no, I actually think uh, I think some of that though, like the. I think I think Ash knows more than he's letting everybody else know, which is weird. Because well, why you is he even see that. What's that? Why is he holding it back like that? Because the crew doesn't matter. I mean, he's got <laughs> the company tell, tells him that he's got to get this thing back, and nothing else matters. So you think right. he held some stuff back? Just I want to see what it does to these people. Oh yeah, there's that scene where Ripley comes and confronts him about opening the door, and she starts to look in the microscope, and he switches it off right away. It's like no, 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 don't, 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 don't touch that. Don't look at it. Yeah, and, I mean, and the uh, first time you watch it, it's like, oh, okay. Well, he's just—they just had a fight, so he's being. I just always assumed he he didn't want her to find out that he, I never I never yeah. put together that like he let things happen to see what this thing would do to people. Well, I mean, you think about it, he's the one that lets him in the airlock, and when the the alien pumps uh, comes out of uh, Kane, who's getting ready to stab it, Parker, and who says no. Well, yeah, because he's told to bring it back. Yeah, and but, he's he's always he does everything he can to get the alien back home. But I don't see him doing everything he can to. I want to see what it does to these people. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think he was expecting the chestburster to happen because he looks he does look surprised that that happened. I think he was like, I can get. Okay, well, I was I was asking like, do you think? He was purposely letting stuff happen to them to say, "I want to see what this thing will how how bad it will mess these people up." Well, no, I think he's he's doing that to like get the organism home. Is what I'm saying. Like, he's not, he's not trying to like. I mean, he's definitely in protect the organism over these people mode. Yes, but not not as bad as like in Prometheus. I'm gonna drop the oil in the guy's drink or whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's like trying to experiment on them. That's what I was asking. Yeah, collecting the the data as it pops up. Okay, so uh, John Hurt goes down into the hole, and he goes down and he he, he finds these egg things, right? Uh, so under that's, that's, under the blue light, right? So I I never understood that. <laughs> Where's this blue light coming from? Well, what 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 is it? What is it doing? Uh, it, okay, think about this. Okay, so you're talking about the blue light. So at spoiler, we're gonna go over the end when when, <laughs> when you blow it up, right? And they blow up the uh, the thing. There's a blue light that like emits and it's sitting there for a while, and she's kind of like you know. Like like looking at it and it explodes. It's like weird, like blue haze lives out there in space for a minute and then kind of goes away. What do you think? That, is, is that is that that same? Oh no, I was just ex- I was thinking that was just radiation from the reactor. It could be. I don't know. It's weird. Go back and check that out again because it's weird. Because normally you see things explode, they just kind of boop, and then it just kind of like everything just goes away. But there's this weird like blue kind of straight line kind of like haze, and it's not a flare. It's actually you know it's there. It's uh, yeah, like, I know. What you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I I don't really understand why it blows up three times anyway. <laughs> I guess it was the number because of reactors. Four reactors. I know, right? There's supposed. To, aren't there four? Like there's yeah, four they're, they're, little, little button things yeah. she's screwing in at the end, yeah. right? Yeah, and she's trying to like push him down, like to make it go faster. <laughs> so wouldn't there be four explosions instead of? I don't know. The end of the movie is a little. It's got some continuity errors, maybe. Okay, but yeah. So, but but, but way before that, so okay. he goes down and he gets around the eggs, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's the deal. Why are you like touching it? <laughs> and it's just like it's like I'm saying like it's like they're not trained. Is it's it's like everybody's kind of. Um... Well, that's the thing. They're not trained for this. They're, yeah, they're cargo true. guys. Right. They're. Like they argue about not even wanting to go down there because this is not our job. This is not what we do. If I would have shined my light through one of those eggs and saw something inside, I've been like, like, y'all got to get me the fuck out of here. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, It would have been, oh, what's this egg looking thing? Right. And and also, so, okay, so these eggs, how long have these eggs been there? 
so is, was the queen already like active at this time? Like, help me, help me kind of figure this out. That was all James Cameron. So, so where, where did the where did the eggs come from? Like, like what laid these eggs? That, that you never know. I mean, you you never know. In the I mean, there's that deleted scene in the director's cut where you see Dallas and um, I forget the other character's name. Uh, the guy that Harry Dean Stanton plays. Yeah, they're both in this cocoon material, and they're slowly turning into like the facehugger eggs. Right. Which changes the life cycle of the alien. If you watch the theatrical cut, that's cut out completely. So it's like, where did where did these eggs originate from? Are they on the ship? You know, or did they Maybe just that's pick what them up? Covenant will answer. I'm interested to see how that blends together. <laughs> what what is the life cycle of, of the alien? Like like what stages do they go through? Well, let's see. The... You got the egg, right? Uh, that comes facehugger. Right. Facehugger lays a egg inside of a person or a. I guess maybe a I don't know. We don't know what it lays inside of you. It kind of just goes down into your into your chest cavity and yeah, turns into an alien. Incubates that, there. That pops out. Or maybe it's little and it just goes in and starts feeding until it's big enough to come out. And, and what what yeah. is the time? What is the time between? Because that thing grew very quickly. Yes, that so, is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you turn around and this thing goes like, what the fuck? <laughs> that that is like all. That's the one thing I always hear about aliens. It's like, man, that creature, man, <laughs> ate its Wheaties. <laughs> and it grows quick it's got a quick life cycle i mean you probably leave it alone it'll die in a day or so <laughs> like a fly <laughs> incubation you know 10 15 000 years yeah. lifespan three days <laughs> i you know they probably if they I, you know i think they just had so many problems just getting all the designs for this you know because i mean this this was pretty crazy i mean this was new like dude and and Giger, uh, uh, HR Giger, Geiger, Giger, I've Giger, uh, yeah, that guy, that guy. Uh, did, I said, did he just design the aliens, or did he actually do the ships and everything? Uh, he did the alien world, all the alien stuff, uh, everything on the planet, right? All the all the life forms and all the aliens. Now he was brought on because they they had seen his art and they thought, no, that's some cool looking shit, right? Yeah. I thought he did like design the interiors of the ships and all that, and that's why I had that. No, of... there was another guy that did that. They, they were really smart because they broke their team up into like one is handling the Nostromo, and then Giger and his team handled the, uh, the alien stuff. You know, like the ship is already like so cramped and claustrophobic and just bizarre. Like everything is like hanging down, like the ceiling. Like everything yeah. is very protrusive from the ceiling. And there's weird like padded rooms. Like my, my one of my partners was watching yeah. with me, and, and it was like, "Why are these rooms padded?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I guess that in case you get into some weird, like you know, uh, turbulence or whatever, like you, know, you got to swerve in space, well, you can slam me, against the, the claustrophobia. Wall. I would go mad and be beating my. Like, that's put him in that room. It, it, it's it's weird that it is very tight, but there's so many like long hallways. It's kind of like you could have like squatted everything in and like given us, you know, they, they definitely were going for all this like really depth like mazy kind of feels kind of like where it's like you've got nowhere to run i mean like you've got to go this way or this way and then you know and there it's it's coming on either sides and then eventually it's going to come from top or down well, it's like whoever like, designed know. the ship was like you know i want to design a ship that if you if something ever bad happened in it it'd be like the most horrifying place to be ever i need some long hallways with lots misty. of little caverns yeah and shadows and why and is it so misty and there's weird red light why is this blue light sure, coming should we put lights up here no fucking leave it dark <laughs> make them make them use headlamps and shit and it's, yeah <laughs> it's especially bad at the end where like they even have strobe lights going off I'm like man every, you're gonna pop into a seizure before you get to the <laughs> fucking shuttle oh, although you know we're kind of like making light of it i think it looks amazing oh it's amazing like, it's phenomenal like anytime i watch one of these movies i miss that 
those practical sets with real lights yes. on stuff. I mean, like it. Even though I'm looking at like CRTs and like old computer technology, my brain just completely sucks in and like, yep, that's what this world looks like. I believe it 100%. It's like when they go to talk to mother, mother, what an interesting name, but early Siri, <laughs> right. by the way. Like, <laughs> it's Siri's mom. Is, is it raining out, Siri, uh, or mother? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but land on this planet. Yes, yeah. we can land oh, on this oh, planet. No, I said, planet. is it, are we raining? <laughs> <laughs> like, how, why can't this ship land? You know when it lands on that planet, oh, everything man. explodes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we were wondering what. <laughs> it wasn't designed to land. It's just, <laughs> well, they show that weird insert where, like, the foot, the it, foot. Lo- it bends. Yeah. Like, it looks like it, it's doing exactly what it's it should. It's taking the way. It pushes that rock down and then poof, everything explodes. Yeah. yeah he, did, he did bring up a good point last night that in the novelization... Yeah. It explains that as they're coming down, some debris gets lodged in the, in the vents. vents. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but they it, don't show that in the movie. It looks like in the movie that it, it, it just touches down and just everything goes haywire. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is one of those things where it's just like, did they cu- what did they cut out there? <laughs> and you know, I don't know if I don't know if my, my, I'm making this memory up, but it seems like I asked my dad that, and he just went, "Oh, it's, it's an alien world. The atmosphere just compressed it." <laughs> and you know, to my kid brain, I'm just like, okay. "Oh, oh yeah. well, that makes sense." Strange dad. atmosphere. It makes total sense. <laughs> Kids, watch out for clouds. They're dangerous. Never questioned how they can just get out and walk on this suddenly compressing atmosphere, but hey. Hey, they were wearing spacesuits, man. Yeah, all right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it was it was all good. And the the camera feeds and all that when they're going around there. It's the whole whole thing has a really cool like eerie feeling. Like I said, you do you really think that you could put out a slow paced movie like this today that's just no. more visual yeah. and and be and be successful? Certain directors could. Like certain people that have earned that privilege to be able to make their movies. Right. Yeah, I don't think a studio would green light an average director to allow them to make this. No. It, it just makes, it makes the location feel real. It's because we, we actually get plenty of time to look at it, to see all the detail. Like it actually, it gives the whole thing validity. It, it, it makes it, like I said, it makes it real. It, it, we're actually living in a real world, something that's lived in these people. And the, then the interactions with them, they, they show them around the table, they're eating and it just feels so, it feels like a documentary. Just the way that they're, yeah. it, it doesn't I feel like stage dialogue. It feels like yeah, I mentioned it last natural night. dialogue. Like, you know, just how long it takes before like the bad stuff starts happening. Like, you minutes. really, you, it, <laughs> it's not like the greatest character development ever, but you really kind of get like a feeling like you know who these people are and you're in with them. Like, they're your gang now for while you're watching this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nowadays, yeah, they'd be going, that's two minutes in. Something has to happen. You have to have your, your amazing moment at the beginning. We have to scare them. Like, have something jump out. Yes, that's true, man. Because, I mean, that is that was like the shorthand characterization back in the 70s. And now, watching this, after seeing so many modern movies, man, this, it actually feels like they put a lot of character work into it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you have to remember, I think a a lot of people criticize this, like, oh, there's no character development, it's kind of shallow, it's really just about the alien. No, man, you know every single character. Even down to where uh, where the black guy comes in and tells Harry Dean Stanton, he's like, "Get out of my chair!" You know, you instantly get there. You know what I'm talking about? You instantly <laughs> right. get there, get their reaction. I mean, it's just like it's like they 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 set up every single character in the way that they're going to be uh, as soon as they all start uh, getting around the table and everything. And then you're automatically like, oh, okay. So this is how this person's going to react. They do they do a really good job. Even and my favorite character in the whole movie is the cat. And I'll tell you why, <laughs> Jonesy. That fucking cat, man. <laughs> okay. 
Here's a question about my cat. <laughs> Why Jones. is the cat in space? Why is the cat in space? Also, did, did the cat was the cat in in one of the uh, the uh, the cryostasis like? Um, I know why the cat's in space. Okay, tell me, please. I, I, don't, I, have a I don't know if it was this. in the beginning, but she puts it in at the end. Oh, and I know for a fact she puts it in at the end, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about it in the beginning, though. I but, have a theory about this. I think they have a pet on board for if something goes wrong with the atmosphere, they can watch the cat die and go, oh, the cat's acting weird. We need to... We need to Okay. It's kind of the canary in the cave. But that, this cat is hey, phenomenal. That's not, that's not bad. That's not bad, Benson. I like that. This cat can get through locked doors. This cat ends up in places like, all right, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did this cat get here? You know what I mean? Because if it you pops watch the movie, the cat is a good friend of the alien. The cat goes everywhere the alien. Yeah, and, and then it never leads people to the alien. <laughs> he even gives really big scares where you think the alien's about to pop out. Nope, nope, it's the cat. <laughs> it scares them back towards the alien. <laughs> <laughs> is this the movie that that? The the jump scares with the cat is this where like everyone was like oh they, we don't want to open the door and have the cat jump out of you is that is that from this movie because I was I, I, mean, I started trying to think of like other horror movies I was like man I can't think of another movie where a cat actually jumps out at you before this film and it's not a black cat which is if cool you're, if you're listening and you yeah. can think of a movie that was made before Alien where a cat is used as a jump scare let us know I mean I could not find one hit us up on Twitter. Look at that, reaching out to the audience. And also, <laughs> so when, when, when Jonesy's missing, they send Harry Dean Stanton out to find, which, you know, and we've already established a relationship with Ridley, you know, but so he basically sent him off to his death to right. go find the cat, okay? I thought that was a little weird. It's like, I was like, you know, you send this asshole down here to find this cat, which you know for a fact that cat, if you ever tried to catch a cat, you're not going to catch a cat, especially in this spaceship where right. there's so many like crags and like little oh, places. Oh, yeah, and- no, you're totally screwed in this <laughs> ship, man. Yeah. There are a couple of moments like you want to scream at them. Have y'all not ever seen a scary movie? Like, no, I'll go by myself. Bullshit. The, the cat. And the alien were working together. That's how, that's, you know, he's like reeling people in with the cat. I think the, so. The cat's an asshole. <laughs> Jonesy, you ass. Watch the movie again. Every time somebody goes near oh the cat, the cat like is there. Yeah. And it's like, there's the alien. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're not teaming up. Maybe the alien was hunting the cat, trying to eat it, and they just kept getting in the way and then, then getting eaten. You know, but we don't, we don't see, we don't see I, where the cat was when Dallas was in the shaft, man. The cat could have been in the shaft. <laughs> Very well could have. Yeah, I think that was the that's the only death I can think of where the cat's not around. Is the cat in the second one? Yeah. Well, yeah, for like a the opening scene. Okay, cool. So it survives for a while. She leaves it at that fucking what is that? I don't know that station that's floating up by Earth. She's like, you're not going back with me, bitch. (laughs) We've been through this once. I think that's exactly what she says. I think she calls him a little fucker. (laughs) Little fucker, you're staying here. I don't trust you at all. But I I did want to talk. Real quick about you know we're we're get we're getting into like you know the nitty gritties of like what we like about lighting and all that stuff. I know we usually like to single out directors and cinematographers and actors and occasionally writers, uh, <laughs> but I I will say that I feel Alien is one of those films that this is a team effort. The writer had this great idea. I think most good movies are a team effort. Well, I I think I think everyone brought so much to this film like you cannot i don't think you can pin anything on one or two individuals everybody just working at the the top of their form and getting all these really creative individuals together because i mean science fiction films weren't made like well fucking science fiction movies weren't a-list movies you know so having this idea of getting well star wars helped exactly getting this idea of concept artists and, and things like that 
was it that Jorborowski's uh, Dune or the guy that was making uh, going to make Dune first? Yeah, in the in the 70s, like this, he kind of came up with this whole idea of like bringing all these different people together, and that's where Lucas got it from. And I think he was influenced by um, you know Kubrick in 2001, who who also got a lot of inspirations from engineers and stuff. But well, that's the way the space scenes feel in this. Two, no, more 2001, kind of like very wide vista, slow, you know, just kind of like basically setting it up. Um, the beauty shots, lots and lots of beauty shots of the of the ship, and or e- even the the quintessential Star Wars shot at the very beginning, underneath the, as the ship the ship <laughs> yes. flies over. It's very Star Wars. But I was like, look at the detail on that model, because every single thing in this is like practical, like all the all the all the effects and everything. It just feels real, and they and they hold up. And then there's nothing in that that felt like, oh, oh hold on. There was one moment where the alien kind of popped out of this like and had its arms out, like it was going to give a big bear hug. I was like, that's a little cheesy. Yeah, but there, like, <laughs> there's a couple of alien moments where you're like, okay. There's yeah. one. I, yeah, there I are mean, a couple. I'd seen the movie, you know, a couple of times, but lo- even watching it last night, there's a shot where, and it's a cool shot. Like the idea of it's a great idea. You can you see the shadow of the alien move, right? And you know now the alien's hiding over here off to the left. Oh, and he's but getting ready to kill Lambert. You can totally tell that it's a dude with an alien head on. Yeah, oh, and yeah, like yeah, you yeah. can <laughs> see him run over it. But it's a cool idea. Like yeah. I would have never even questioned it until you know watching it for details. Yeah, and you're, stuff. you're analyzing it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that Lambert death scene. There, that that is. There's some wonky. Even when he kills Parker, like and he turns around, it's very confusing. Like what even happens there? You know, it's like the alien turns around, hits him with his tail, and somehow the alien pins him up against the wall. They're trying to show you these piecemeal. You're working with what you got. Yeah, man. <laughs> the alien moves way faster than you think it can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just try to shoot around the shoot the suit and I think they do a pretty good job for the most part. No, man. It holds up. It's nice. Especially the closer <clears throat> to his mouth, man. Oh God, fuck, that's terrifying. And who would've you know, who would have thought it would take that long to make an A list a horror movie? Treat an alien like a monster and you know, it's basically a monster in a house. I mean, you had all the, you know, the science fiction movies in the 50s, you know, the giant ants, and we come from, <laughs> it took it took all that time to go, okay, let's make a big budget and just make it simple. We'll have a monster in a house, but we'll put the house in space, so it's monster in a spaceship. Yeah, I mean, this movie did draw a lot from those those 50s films. You oh, know? yeah. Uh, I think we've talked about It, Terror from Beyond Space, um, very similar scenario where astronauts go down on a planet, monster gets aboard. Eats through the ship one, you know, one floor at a time to eat them, and then there's also uh, Mario Bava's uh, Planet of Vampires, which man, you just watch the trailer for that film. That's the alien homeworld or whatever, whatever alien planet that we land on. Very similar look. Even all the way to the end, it's treated like a horror film. Like even when yeah. she's in the, you know, she's in the escape capsule and she's yeah. she's the shuttle and she's flying away and look over in that pipe. You just know the alien is right there, and they keep it really tight, and they they don't they don't they don't cut like they don't cut they let it live because you don't know, and like especially especially there at the end it's just like it's it's like on her face. And you're you're, you're like, trained you're at like, that point. Okay. To go, it's this movie can't be over yet. Anything <laughs> could happen. Anything could happen right here. And and then she's like kind of whispering. She's like, "It's finished." Is that what she says? She's like, "It's finished." Yeah, something like that. Or I, or I got you, fucker. Oh, I, or something. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "You fucking bitch, I got that ass." <laughs> <laughs> Number, I blew you up three times. Your mama, who's your mama, bitch? I guess nitpicky things. I got a big one. You're, you're, you know, you're talking about that shuttle scene. I always hate it that the alien just puts its arm out, <laughs> and he doesn't like 
fucking do it. He just he just like hangs out there. I thought you were talking about when it like kind of like just does that. Yeah, yeah, it just leads out. You're like it it doesn't attack. It just kind of like throws the arm out. Yeah, yeah, she's in the shuttle. She goes back and yeah, it's kind of. And it's kind of doing the 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 uh, the, uh, the live long and prosper thing. Maybe it's, it's, it's fingers stuck are kind of because it's there for the time. Like she she has time to go get into the you know the space suit. The space suit. Yeah, there. looking all hot in her little panties and oh, tank dude, off. yeah. Of course she had to get down to that with her little. You know they're slipping down like the like oh, the like yeah. the suntan lotion girl on the bottle. You know you can see the top of her ass crack there. You're like, yeah, Sigourney, you hurting me over here, girl. I was watching last oh. night watching it with you, and I was like, now I know why my dad had a crush on Sigourney Weaver the entire <laughs> so, time. So growing fine up. in that movie, dude. Yeah, he saw this movie and he yeah. went, yep. <laughs> Well, you know, I think Ridley Scott, he's like, look, I, guys, I earned that, all right? Look, I, I made a female. <laughs> she's the action hero. She's very capable. I deserve to, I deserve to show a little ass crack. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Much too. ass crack as you want, Ridley. What was your, your nitpicky thing you were going to? Okay, cool. So the aliens have this uh, blood in them that can melt through styrofoam, apparently. Because uh, that's what it looks like. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it does. All right, so how can they cut into it? How do you hurt something if it if it's got this such a volatile liquid going through its veins? If it if its flesh is that strong, how can you take a scalpel and cut into it, or you know, hurt it in any way? Man, I don't know, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> it's science, bro. It's science. It's, science it's, got, see, it's got some kind of lining or on the inside membrane, and it's like preventing acid. It's like that plastic, dude. Like you can, there's certain plastics you can throw uh, acid in. It's got that kind of lining. I got you. Or what about like <laughs> aliens when they're just blowing them to death with machine guns and they're scattering in pieces? The blood doesn't seem to be melting shit there until it's you know, needed. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I will say they put, they did put a lot of burn holes in aliens. They're, you know, they they did they they worked in their production design, but yeah, this yeah, burned yeah, through yeah. like six floors of the <laughs> ship from this one little cut. And aliens, they're blowing dozens of them up. And well, there is that one cool shot where like Hudson like spits down, and he spits down through like five or until six it's layers. needed in the plot. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's okay enough. Okay, and if the aliens is a little bad, but if okay. the aliens knew that they had this like this like such badass blood, then it gets stuck on the other side of a door. All it needs to do is like like you know like a vampire from like a like a Anne Rice books like bite into its 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 hand and like stick it on the door and start melting through the door and then bust. Maybe in. they're just not that smart of creatures, dude. <laughs> they they, they, actually, seen these sh- they actually do that in Alien Resurrection. Do they really? Yeah, Sigourney Weaver does it. Cause she's like, you know, she's a clone, so she's got acid for blood, and yeah, that's how she gets out of her, her cell. Oh. So it takes a human. Look at you to come up with it. That well, she also has sex with an alien in that movie too. So oh, I bet that's hot. No, it's really bizarre. <laughs> well, the alien already looks very phallic, she has, anyways. <laughs> she has sex with her clothes on. What are you doing? <laughs> Who shot this? You're fired. <laughs> We've seen your ass before. Let's see it. <laughs> I don't care how popular, how famous you are now. But the tagline of this movie is amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. In space, no one can hear you scream, in case you didn't know. I think that's one of the most famous taglines ever. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I, yeah. I think it's playing on the fact that, that sound doesn't travel, but even though when the ship goes by, it makes a... You know, there's all these sounds. <laughs> yeah, really, Scott's like, you know what? Know, yeah, Fuck space, man. I don't know whoever said that you can't hear... In space, like I've watched Star Wars, <laughs> fuck, I've heard the Enterprise go by several times. Like every time the they film the this stuff, like I hear it. So where this sound thing in space comes from, I have no idea. Yeah, because all those are documentaries. 
You didn't know? I, didn't. <laughs> I do now, though. Oh, you didn't but know? Spe- but speaking of Star Trek, do you know that the composer of this actually did a lot of Star Trek uh, music? Mr. Goldsmith, Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. yeah. And he also There's did the Dennis, a, Dennis the Menace movie, which is very weird. There's a piece of score in this movie, I swear to God, I have heard somewhere else. Oh, no, dude. Uh, they, it's Jerry Goldsmith's score from other films. I forget what really? it is. They pieced it together? Yeah, they used tip score. It's at the end, and uh, it's it's during one of the kill scenes. I brought it up last night. It's a softer piece, but I swear to God, I've heard it in another movie. Well, Jerry Goldsmith and Ridley Scott got really into a huge fight uh, during the making of this. So they just used score from other movies? For those two two parts, yeah. Huh. And it wasn't overly scored, which I like. Like I said, they, they, they allow this movie to breathe a lot. There's there's a lot of times where they just kind of let it. You're just getting the natural ambience of the, of the, of the scene. Which is really sexy, and they kind of only like kind of flavored in. And but as the movie starts to pick up, you start to get more and more score. But that whole like first like forty five minutes or so, it's kind of sparsely scored. You know, it's like like I can't wait to show my daughter this movie. We were gonna watch it over the weekend, but had some DVD player problems. And and I love showing like showing my kids movies from this time because you know they they're used to you know the faster paced MTV cut. Oh yeah. But watching them get into these movies, they get totally sucked in and. I promise you, when she watches this, this will make a bigger impression on her than you know the last big movie we went and saw. Yeah, I could just to agree. prove that it's it's it, just because studios don't do it doesn't mean they shouldn't do it. Was was Prometheus? Is is it? Is it? Do they kind of harken back to the since it's a prequel to this movie? Does it actually no. kind of have the same feeling? No, really? I, I don't know. I, I would I would say it does in some of the like the wider shot like. Does the text say it, the same? It, it, it's it's it is paced like this film. Like the the it, beginning it is a lot moments. slower, and it's well. I, the first twenty minutes is beautiful. Okay, it's 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 beautiful. It's not watching it. Where I would disagree with you is that there's a lot of story to get into in Prometheus. Like you got these, you know, the whole idea of where people came from and the origins of life, and these archaeologists and where they're at and why the company was involved is involved and where they're going and who all these people are that's on this expedition. So right. there's a lot of information to cram into like, which is not in this film <laughs> at the beginning of this movie. It's a bunch of like cargo people wake up and go, all right, there's a planet. We got to go. I don't want to go. And then no, you- there's this weird signal. And what the hell is, Oh, Oh, Oh wait, this is a warning. We should wait. And, and yet again, at that moment, when I figured out that this was a warning, we've already seen these things. We need to get the fuck out of here. Why are we hanging around? I like, like what is going on, y'all? Scorny Weaver said that we were watching it last night. I was like, you know, for the girl that is going to be shuts, like, who shuts him down? Who shuts her down? Fucking android. But later, she's all like, "I'm second in command," and I'm saying, that, "Like, where is the urgency?" She just goes, "It's not a signal. It's a warning." Yeah, it's a warning, huh? Well, well she thinks it's a warning. Yeah, it's, it's it's alien stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. What are you gonna do? The computer does seem kind of stupid too. Have you ever talked to Siri? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. But I mean, but it hasn't improved. I'm telling you, that's why. That's why I said earlier, mother is Siri. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't use Siri that much. But uh, yeah, yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) Because it's terrible. It doesn't fucking work. The only time I use it now is I'm like, because I'm I'm wondering whether I need to put my dog in the kennel or outside during the day. So I'm like, Siri, is it going to rain today? That does work. (laughs) But but, I mean, to be fair, like the captain does ask the computer like terrible questions, like, "What's the story, mother?" What are you referencing, human? Be more fucking specific. (laughs) Now, to defend Siri, I have have a six-year-old daughter who has an old phone. It's not hooked up to a network, but she can use it basically like an iPad, right? Right. 
And since she doesn't type a lot, she uses Siri. So Siri has gotten on her dictation, phone, yeah. has gotten so used to how she talks and Siri works great on her phone. She That's can awesome. be like, Siri, pull up and like get YouTube videos to come up, like whatever she wants. And I can be like, Siri, can you email my wife? Yes, emailing Brian Elkins. No, no, no. No, that's no. your wife. <laughs> it knows. <laughs> no, maybe that's the actual point is that they didn't use mother enough. That mother hadn't, hadn't hadn't become accustomed to them yet to to be completely. But know. it was custom to do this. Like, hey, what's the story? Yeah, yeah. And then when uh, when Tom Skerritt goes down into the to the to that big white room with all the little uh, like uh, orange lights to to to, to oh, do yeah. it, that's so amazing. And I love how everything in the ship kind of slides. Like like they sit down and everything like slides over to them and it's all big and bulky and just kind of like fuck yeah we're in a spaceship <laughs> with all these little blinking lights and stuff everywhere. I was like man, would you think about all the little practical lights? Oh, it's amazing around every. It's amazing and and every every time they go into a different part of the ship, it has a different color temperature and it has like all this shit. There's so much Random. detail, fog and steam. Yeah. How many fucking electricians do you think they fucking employed? I mean, it, took, just, it took forever to build that set, dude. Ridiculous. Can you imagine running all the lights on that? Like, I mean, in frame there'll be like a hundred lights. A uh, little. Uh, when I was in film school, uh, my my lighting director, uh, his name's Grover Austin. He he worked on From Earth to the Moon. Yeah, he's talking about how like uh, so you see the the spaceship consoles and it has all the little lights and everything. He said they actually on that they developed. Uh, because there was so much wiring, they developed these things that uh, you run like lamp cable, like goes to a standard lamp, you know, so it doesn't have, it does not three prong, it's just two prong. So they would run that just a single cable down and they had these, uh, these little wires that would go down and wrap around that and state and stab into it. And it would make a connection through the shielding. So without having to actually cut the, cut the wire because they're talking about they're having to wire so many little bitty lights. So what they would do is they would just run oh these strips gosh. of these cables through and then, and they, they develop these little things that go wrap around the cable and stab into it. And then that runs up to the light. And so they go to the next one, next one, next one, next one. And that makes sense. Yeah. Cause, but, but I can imagine back in, you know, 1977, 78, when they're making this, they're like, you motherfucker, we're going to put another fucking, like, of course you want to have a really 30 <laughs> fucking thousand lights in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, this one's out. So they all go out. Oh yeah. I'm just, motherfucking, just <laughs> some, some, <laughs> Just mad grip, just pissed. Oh, oh, dude, it would suck, man. You know, one of those lights goes out, they all go out. It's like, oh, fuck, are you kidding me? (laughs) The Christmas tree from hell. Our department, we have to rip your setup. (laughs) That and just all the environment stuff that uh, um, Ridley Scott adds, like, especially like at the end when like the ship starts blowing up, just the fucking smoke, dude, and like the strobe lights. And I, I can't think of any trick that Ridley Scott doesn't throw at the audience. At that in there, like I mean, there's every fucking visual trick to like e- like all the sounds. Like he's constantly having like these little sound effects ticking in yeah. the background, or and then the, the alarm getting ready for the ship getting ready yep. to self destruct, and it's, it's just layered so much. It's and all that on top of the handheld camera just makes it so disorienting and real. Right? It, it just adds it, this this whole thing. I think I think what they're trying to do is trying to make an immersive thing i think i think nowadays we try to do that with sound and, and like you know a lot of shit but this one i'm telling you they just let it breathe and let it live it is a real fucking world and you're in it and you're like but by the time that you get halfway well, also, through the movie you're with the people you know? also too yeah. it's like it's i can't remember of a, a movie before this where you're shooting this like super awesome space kind of environment that's built and it's you know you can walk around in it but you're shooting it like this gothic horror movie where it's you know it's really dark and uh, there's no windows yeah there's no windows it's very confining but you've got these long hallways it's like you know it's very gothic 
car cathedral type. Yeah. Those fucking chains. Yeah. <laughs> like when that room where bread is, it's like, <laughs> what is this room for? Yeah. What, what, are, what, are, what are the chains? You know, I, I love the <laughs> really Scott of the commentaries. Like, uh, yeah, the rain. Uh, I just figured that was from a fucking an air conditioning yeah. uh, unit. Yeah, and I'm be. like, <laughs> and you're just letting the water, a valuable resource in outer space, just fall on the ground. Like you're not recycling it somehow. Like, but there's these weird grates everywhere, you know, that it goes under, and like, and all that. So it gets recycled. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely recycled. Yeah. When they go down into the other ship and, and they find that giant skeleton thing sitting at that weird, you know, what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, with the fans of dubbed the space jockey. The space jockey is that inside of another creature? Is that because you know when you walk around the the walls look like ribs and everything's slimy and it has like this like is it is it a giant know. alien creature that they're actually inside of? No, I never no, took it that way. Because it, look, it looks very, like, you know, all, all the aliens, they all have this, like, kind of, like, you, you, like exoskeleton there's structure. There's a ship to... like that in Prometheus. So it's not that ship? It's no. <laughs> no, it's not that ship. Okay. There you find out that there's, like, a whole race. All right, so there's just multiple ships like that. I'm just saying, it, it had a very organic feel to it, like, with the way that, if you go if you go back and watch it again and look at the design of that ship, Uh-oh. it has a very, like... No, those are it, real cow bones. Yeah, yeah it, it, lo- yeah, it looks like we are on the inside of something, you know, like you're on the inside of a creature. So I'm like, are, like, are they using the, 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 the shell of another creature to, you know, to, to create this thing, like we're, we're going down inside of? Organic or meets mechanical... Yeah, yeah. You know, totally. it's just, yeah, I don't know. Did they like, they use a piece of another animal on their planet? And they're like, oh, well, you know what? that black goo, a- man. That black goo, goo can, you saw what it'll do. And the, the, ship, the ship had that goo in it. Like, it, it actually had shit dripping inside of that ship. So I'm just saying, so like, maybe it's all, maybe they, they use the their dead to create their... Yeah, I mean that's possible. I mean it, this movie surely doesn't fucking answer. No, it, there's so many questions. Like I said, they just throw you in this crazy world, and you just have to take the ride along with the people instead of giving you so much exposition, which I like. They 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 don't tell the audience too much. They don't think the audience is stupid. These days we have to like tell you every you have you know if Captain Exposition comes in and says, well you know these people came in today and da 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 da. Did you know that your father used to be a part of the dead? Oh, who gives a fucking shit? Like like you know you don't need all that. You didn't get any of that in this. No, I mean, well, I mean, that, I think that's one of those things that, like, that little mystery is so intriguing when it leaves you with those questions. They're starting a whole new franchise. Just the fact that they shot this other alien pilot that has nothing to do with this movie, really. Got a whole fucking franchise out of this set. Even to keep, keep harking on how they let it breathe. Uh, you know how when they bring in the uh, the logo at the beginning, where it just says alien, or for a long time oh, yeah. it takes a while. I think it's really neat how when you see you can see the film line of their of their mat uh when they it brings up these white bars first and then and it starts slowly forming into the letters of alien and you can actually see uh a little line in between where where parts of the letters come up and you can see that where the dissolve is happening oh yeah like like they they, like today you know we we could just do that digitally and and it's seamless but you can actually see and then by the time it gets to the end it's just completely clear i love that You, you it's practical they even they even did that text uh effect practically with the film it's just like it's, man it's amazing looks better maybe better is the wrong word more acceptable it looks it just looks more so natural. real they're, like there's there, there's a scene where Harry Stanton and uh, one of the other guys is like walking down it's the very beginning and they're kind of going somewhere else and they're going through the ship and it just looks so good it just looks so it just feels real it's like it's like immersing it, it, immerse, yeah yeah it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a set right everything just looks it looks real it, look, it looks looks the right looks correct I don't know. I mean, it just, it's you know, like it, it I've well. said it a hundred times, but when you're actually putting light on something and photographing something, 
there's the you can't replace that with you know CG just can't replace it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting tired of like just shooting everything on green screen and, and them putting everything in I've the whole. I've been tired of it. I don't know if it's the actors or maybe I'm showing my age, but you're not walking through hallways of stuff and shit in your way and having to move past set. You're you're just walking and the CG artists move stuff to you. Don't have to hit anything. You're not actually, you know, the characters aren't inside of an environment where light's bouncing off of this metal rod and this chain is hanging and it hits the character's shoulder. It's little stuff like that that puts them in a place that you believe. I mean, I would have loved to have seen these sets too because they, you know, they didn't, these weren't made like normal flat sets or anything. Like this was all enclosed. So when they put the yeah. When they put the camera in there, it was in the set. The whole the whole thing was enclosed. They had two I mean, two you think about as much as we've, we've sort of laughed at some of the, like, gaffes or whatever, but when you first watch the movie, you're not thinking about any of this. You're just mm-hmm. going, wow, that looks... That's what a spaceship would look like. On a, oh, yeah. That's what a cargo ship would be like. Yes. I like the way the Nostromo looks, especially from, like, outside and all that. I like the little ship that comes out. I have always wondered why spaceships have to have all the little... All the stuff, you know, you know, you see like a shuttle and it's smooth on the outside, right. but any like intergalactical ship in a movie has to have like industrial <laughs> shit everywhere. It's, it's like they didn't ever, weird. nobody ever puts a shell on anything. Right. Well, it doesn't have to be aerodynamic. <laughs> right. That's true. Because it's not having to like bust through it. Cause they're, no, those are normally built in space. Uh, normally when a shuttle or a spacecraft, something actually has to go in and out of a, uh, out of orbit or out, out of uh, the atmosphere, it has to be aerodynamic. But it most good point because the shuttle is is yeah. the shuttle has a shell. Yeah, <laughs> because it had, needs to be able to bust through the atmosphere, so it has to be aerodynamic. But those giant uh, <clears throat> space stations and stuff like that, like Deep Space Nine and all that, the basically the the parking lot of Deep Space Nine, because that's basically what that is. Uh, it, it it doesn't have to have. Think about it. Nothing. It doesn't ever go anywhere. People just come and park there, and then shit happens. That's true. <laughs> 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 but anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it doesn't have to be aerodynamic. So they get to have those, the weird little things. But when you see like the, like I said, the stereotypical uh, Star Wars shot, when you're looking up from beneath and you see the belly of the spaceship as it goes by, there are all these like little like indent- indentions. And like, uh, like you were saying, like the, it's like these weird little. It's very industrial. It, it's very odd. Yeah. yeah. And they, in, in, in like <laughs> a random satellite dish here, you know, or, right. you know, something there. Yeah. It gives it some texture though. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd want it like smooth. I wouldn't either. I mean, I've been, so what is the purpose of those? Is there like a little? Is there some, something mechanical on the inside that's giving it that shape, or is it just they're like, eh, give it some texture? Yeah, I don't know. I probably I would probably just say texture. <laughs> so, someone call someone call this visual specs. No, I'm going. I'm going with what you said. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's they built this thing out in space. And yeah. they're like it doesn't have to be aerodynamic, just, right? Fucking push it and it won't stop. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's some there's some sections that I feel like are more thought out than others because there's that one shot where you get to see the midsection and there's like all this stuff like just on the top of it. And you're like, what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> you know, it's like it's like like circular domes and stuff, and then it's like, like a restaurant. What? You know, they can go uh, eat. It spins and shit. <laughs> but like the, the undocking sequence where they're pushing that, that, like that little arm has oh, to go out. That's bad. They're so, and, and then it just, it lets go really quickly, you know. This, there's, that dude, that is my this favorite is model scene. When it lets it just, go like that, yeah, yeah that just, is badass. <laughs> I, it, oh, it's so cool. I, I swear to God, you see some like debris shoot out too. Yeah, I may do. be making yeah, yeah. that shit up. No, but. no, you totally, yeah, you see it. it like, and it happened. It's just like within one frame, it goes, poof, it opens up, and you see stuff kind of particles out, and then the ship drops down. But like, like I said, it, it they kind of like pushed it out on this like long like 
It's just amazing. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I love the alignment of the planets too. Where you, you see oh, the yeah, one with you the Saturn, yeah, yeah, or, and the, yeah. With, the, with the shadows, yeah, that's really, really beautiful compositions. I like too. It was like I mentioned to him last night that that just that feeling of you're going onto an alien world. I thought they captured that well. That kind of eerie. Okay, yeah, yeah, we have no idea what we're going to encounter here. Yeah, it's just that terrain, man, and the wind, and just like all that shit. It's just. Everything is, is so it's so hostile because you know, like, you know, you know. Eventually, we'll we'll send people to Mars, but we know what Mars looks like, right? But this is it a looks place like about we, a desert we've we never been. You know, right? You never know what you you might land on fucking like turtle shells. Who knows? It's just a pile of turtle shells. Yeah. It's just <laughs> what? there Where are all these turtle shells. I, I firmly believe there's <laughs> a planet of only turtles. <laughs> the turtle genocide is, is that the is that the Mario planet? Because you know they're up there because yeah. they, they spit, you know you know you spit the shell and it goes down the down the, the gap and then that falls down. There's just a giant yeah. pile of turtle shells from above. Someone stepped on that running. one turtle and it just it's chain reaction. <laughs> you know because they're falling out of the sky. Because in Mario World, most of it's up in the clouds. You know. Yeah, if you landed on that, it'd just be fucking it's turtle, just turtle shells, shells everywhere. It's turtle shells and those and those like uh, those flowers, and coins. And yeah, just, just random coins lodged in <laughs> shit. What is going on up there? The plants are spitting fireballs at you. What? In- <laughs> I, I I really like that uh, when they're on the alien planet. I like that one shot where you can see the sun way in the background. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck they got that, man. I don't know if that's a map painting or what, but I feel like that. Yeah, it but I, too, I, I feel like it's a light, like an yeah. actual practical source almost. I love the idea that like sunrise because they mentioned sunrise and it's it's like a moon. It's just, it's just there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's not a sun. But then you're like, oh, the planet's way away. Okay, star rise. Oh. And then you think like we have planets in our solar system that would be like, oh, yeah. this is this is daylight, huh? Man, <laughs> your days suck. It's very cold. Look how little the sun is from here. <laughs> What, what what are some of your uh, what are some of your guys' favorite death scenes or what's what's your favorite death scene in the movie? Oh, the chest burst. Yeah, that that is that is probably the favorite. But seeing seeing the yeah. the android all laid out on the table with the white goo everywhere, and you just like, know, uh, oh, I is, and it's so it's actually very satisfying. <laughs> I guarantee y'all, Ridley Scott wanted to get that in one take. He wanted that. You know, turn him on and the robot head, you know, pull, you see the, and he wanted to set it back down and then him have him just start talking. But oh, because yeah, you there's know, that cut there. it, but there's that cut noticeable. where they it's cut so back noticeable. to Ridley and then you cut back and it's the dude yeah. laying there. Oh, man. When he punches it or whatever, like it totally like fake looking too. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what's weird though? It's like a Ripley's. Ripley is almost blocking that one shot. Like, why did why did Ridley Scott not have Sigourney Weaver step in front of the camera more and just hide and edit? Yep. Like, I mean, she's already half blocking the frame, and then they just cl- cut, and it's a clean frame, and it's like, man, it's just, I, I know Probably it's didn't think about it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sure, he's under the I, gun. I, I, I probably guarantee he's at one point went, I could have just started with, oh. <laughs> but I, I was watching it last night, I was like, I guarantee you, he, he asked several times, how can we get this in one shot? Yeah. We need Bilbo to look real the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the androids in this world all have like that white milk it's just looking like, shit. It's just like so like yeah, just that, yeah, that's, that's their blood. It's just kind of it's in his mouth and everything. You just see it's it like gives, everywhere. When you when you destroy an android or a, whatever, what are they called? Yeah, they're androids. androids. Yeah. 
when you kill one in this in this universe, it, there's almost a grossness to it. Oh yeah, like it, there's these wires and it looks like veins and it's yeah, like, like uh, fiber optically looking stuff. Oh. oh yeah, with the little marbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Though. In That's a way, so it's very like entrail human anatomy, but in a way, it's like okay, I can show you as much of this guts as I want because this is just robot shit. Yeah, but it's still gross. Oh, like, dude, it, it, yeah, it's it's disgusting. I find it weird that like the way he's trying to kill Ripley in that scene. He's an android. He's got a like. You gotta, oh, he's there's a, more efficient ways to kill. A he's human. a shitty like. I was thinking, shouldn't he be fighting android? Than he is yeah, because he kind of gets. He's like spinning around and all that. Like you figured he would be a lot stronger. Yeah, you would, because you know Data is is ten times stronger than a, than a human. Maybe he was like the first model, and they were like, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that the Ian Holm android, man. the android in <laughs> Aliens is like real fast, and like he can do some shit, but. Yeah, he's 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 on a military vessel though that time. So so this one's a scientific android. His best fighting I don't is know. and then gets punched and he spins around in circles and just falls. Yeah, he totally spins in circles. Which like R two R two D two is he more... does he does hold his own though. Like in the fight, he's just like not very like aware of his surroundings at he's all. He's very clumsy. Like R two would be better at hand in hand combat because he, he does fend them all off for a second, and then the minute like Yafit Kodo gets that. Uh, fire extinguisher or whatever it's over yeah it's it's done right there but i just i don't know why ridley scott chose that magazine i don't know if it was like ash was trying to mimic the face hugger because it's such a deliberately weird way to kill somebody magazine down the throat i don't know i don't know if it's a sexual thing i mean because there's a lot of like penis vagina imagery here for sure in this movie the alien, the opening to the alien ship is a vagina. <laughs> yeah, and then okay, so I have two things about the 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 cryostasis. Okay, so the show why why does the android have to be asleep in there? Too, uh, for one thing, and then for two, trick them. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and so I, I I let that slide. Um, but you know how they're all uh, all the men and everybody they're wearing underwear. But if you see the woman, she's got this one inch little piece of fabric going across her nipples. Yeah, kind of like in the Fifth Element, you know, neither did multipass. You know that thing that she wears. The toilet yeah, paper it's thing. yes. You know, so so if you look at the woman there, it's like you know they have the, the wide shot, and you see Tom Scary sits up, and they have they're doing the uh, they're doing the, the the dissolves and all that, and you look over, and there's just like it seriously, it's one inch little strip going right across her nipples, just covering. It's like if if we could afford underwear for everybody else to wear, you, seriously, I think we could have gotten a, a t shirt or a bra or something for. Well, See, her. in the future, a man designed the top Sigourney. garment for women. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm, Sigourney's wearing like a t-shirt type. I'm talking about the other woman. Though. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's just what she's comfortable in. No, Sig- like, no Sigourney? And, and the wake-up scene, she's, she's got it too. Oh, is she, is she oh. also wearing the I thought the, she the, was the, wearing the, single... the little tank top thing she was wearing at, at the end. At the end, yeah, she's wearing that. But no, they're all yeah, they're both it's, wearing it's, that. It's, it's, it's just like one little bitty sh- white strip right across the nipples. It's like, it's like, it's like you just like laid a little... A little ribbon across there. I don't think you actually see it in the movie. I, there's a production still where she's. It's a nice production still. If, if, <laughs> if you go back and wa- if you're if you're going to we'll, scroll we'll, back and watch this, gonna we'll tag it on the show because I, I know you want to see these titties. Uh, they, like I said, it's right side of the frame. He sets up. They're starting to do the dissolves. If you look in the top right of the frame, of course you know. I like paused it and was like looking. I was like, what the hell is happening there? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I buy one of those? <sighs> Everybody out of the office. I need you all to leave right now. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the wardrobe choices for, I mean, I, who can forget Carrie Fisher complaining that in space there are no bras in Star Wars. No underwear. Yeah. No underwear in space. Yeah, I mean, the wardrobe is very 70s in the film. I mean, outside of the spacesuits, I you know, 
that that's that is the one area and that the hairdos and all that very feels very yeah that. but hey that's fine like i'm saying like it's it comes back yeah it, it's style circle back around sooner or later girls will be in one inch strips <laughs> women will just be walking around topless and we'll be like man why wasn't it like this when i was a kid and somebody will say, tell us about the good old days. Fuck you, this is the good <laughs> this days. This is the good old days. You have no idea. So I guess the the only death scene I guess we really haven't talked about. Um, well, we really haven't talked about any of them but the chest burst. But No, we, talk, we talked a little bit about uh, Lambert, and, you yep. know, the, the tail uh, coming around for Yaffic Kodo. I, well, I guess we didn't, we didn't mention Brett's, uh, Brett's um, death scene either with, uh, when he comes down from the chains, but... You get the first glimpse of the alien, but the the so Dallas I like that iconic shot over the shoulder. And... Yeah, that is a good reveal. That's a good horror moment. I think that's where the alien, like the way it comes up, like how they shot that. That does not look like a man in a, in a, in a rubber suit. That is <laughs> that is a well shot moment. Yeah, I mean that it, it gives it a very reptilian, otherworldly feeling. Well, yeah, you see like that the, the way the head's down, and you just see like all that slime and shit, yeah. and that weird sound. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. All the all the sound effects are. Oh man. Yeah, it's just on point when like that thing is opening its mouth and you just. You know, as much as oh. we talk about movies, th- those really are unsung heroes of of the sci-fi. Any like any movie, really. The the sound guys that go oh, out man. and create all those fucked up sounds. <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me, did, do you think that the uh, predator is the Rastafarian alien? Yes. Yeah, because he's got yeah, dreadlocks and they, they kind of yeah. like have to make the same noise. I think they're cousins. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 could, I could see that. Yeah. yeah, They're all in league with the cat. <laughs> the cat. It's planned to bring destruction Jonesy. to the planet. Man, we're, we're running with this cat theory. I, oh, you yeah. Know, I, th- I think the whole... The, yeah, I think the cat meant to bring the alien back is its, its so own... It's that there's a cat in there and that it's, it's, it gets everywhere. So, yeah, the cat. But I, I think the my favorite scene, though, is is Dallas is going through the air, the air vents, the air shafts. You're talking about the sound. Man, I... Love those weird vents, like how it looks like the the camera iris and how it closed, but that real rusty sound. It just sounds like metal scraping against each other as it closes and just really adds to the tension with that flamethrower that you constantly hear the tracker beeping. You're intercutting with her going, it's coming towards you, beep, 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 beep. I will say that when he's going through the vents, the the light that he's carrying, he's got the flamethrower in that light, he's lighting his face with that light Yeah. instead of lighting down. Because it's going up, so I thought that was really funny. I was like, "How the fuck is he even seeing where he's going?" Because he's lighting his face with this light as he's like crawling through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, no, but it's, it, lo- it looks amazing. I thought that was really funny because he's one, actually it's like, one of those shooting things up that only shoot. filmmakers would catch. Oh, yeah, totally. like, Wait a minute, he's lighting he's, his face lighting with his, that. Yeah. So, but yeah, everybody else would think, "Oh, that's just for him to see where it, he's going." The beginning of Jurassic Park. So they go down and they're digging out the uh, the amber and the guy they say come here we found something they bring everybody over and they've all got the little headlamps on yeah if you go back and freeze frame that one guy's giving a kicker one guy two two or three guys are all lighting up the little thing and like they all kind of land in different positions lighting the scene with the headlamps that they're they're wearing that is that is beautiful use of practical light yeah. right there and you don't and you don't notice it. it and you know just it, it it washes over you so the same thing with this the guy walking through shooting his face with the with the light, but go back and watch that scene again and see how awkward it feels with him crawling <laughs> with the light in his face. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard complaints about that and the, uh, the alien when it pops up. It's got the jazz hands. Yeah, I totally yeah, did have <laughs> yeah. jazz hands. He turns around. He's like, "Oh, hey, look, I have a light shine." He's like, "Hey, jazz, jazz hands." <laughs> it is kind of silly, but man, it's such a man. First time you see it, it's a moment, dude. That really is one of the moments on that it, it feels slightly dated. 
Like, because now you expect it's theatrical, to see, right? expects to see, you know, it come up and grab him and yank right. him down or something, but it just jumps up and goes, ta-da! I'm here. Have you seen the cat? <laughs> Have you seen my cat? I'm looking for I'm my looking cat. I'm looking for Jonesy. <laughs> the cat told me you'd be here and told me how much you hate jazz hands. <laughs> I will irritate you before you die. I, I like how Ridley Scott does put the, the emphasis on... On the build-up, and you know that that's oh, it's a whole set piece just around building suspense. Like, yeah, all right, we're gonna put a guy in a trap, cons- trapped area, and we're gonna tell you that something's coming that he can't see. I, they all work that way, where it's all like a, it's all about that build-up, and yeah. then the moment is the tension is released so quick. And what was what was the writer known for? Uh, like, not known for, but during the making of, he made a statement where he was like very bold. Oh. Oh yeah, he's got. I'm this... going blank on it. Um, you know, he he's. Very... I mean, it's a true statement when you think about it. But <laughs> he he said, uh, "Alien is is the movie that kind of it ended the horror sci fi genre. Like you can't make another one of these movies without it being compared to Alien. It it is the definitive version. What was the big film before that? That was a sci fi horror. Well, you had a bunch of little ones in the fifties, but oh yeah, yeah. This definitely took it to a new level and. I think it's the first A-list, like, big budget. And you definitely, I mean, like, even we, you know, we did Life a couple of weeks ago, and, yeah, the whole time you're thinking Life? about like Alien. The, like the, 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 new, the new movie. Lawrence, uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> you gonna eat your cornbread, that Yeah, movie? you can't see the, the resemblance to Alien. <laughs> okay, I was wondering where you're going with that. No, it's the one like with prison, uh, Ryan, prison Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. it, it oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a sci-fi. Alien no, in a space station. Right. Yeah. So what what's been what's what's the modern alien life? Is it the, <laughs> yeah. the, something that that's that's captured that? I mean, outside of that, like, like what, what else you have? You got Event Horizon, horror sci-fi, uh, where it's actually in outer space. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to come by. It's, it's kind of leaning just on Alien, really. I, I can yeah. think of the Alien knockoffs, like the what was that movie Creature? Yeah, where <laughs> it takes place on like a Titan or one of the Jupiter moons, and last days last days of Mars. Or last days on Mars. It's not a genre you, you get very often. We need uh, more of those. I think that's the reason we were so excited about life. It's like <laughs> you don't want to get these very often. I think that the movie Jason, that Jason went to space. What was that one? <laughs> Jason they just, X. They, Jason X. They just ruined it with that. You know. Well, that just took it to a level. <laughs> nothing will ever get there. <laughs> the cinematic excellence a, of, of Jason X. Jason X. Guys, you know I have never seen. Where do we go after Manhattan? Fucking space. Going to space. I have never seen that movie. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen. I mean, all of them up till you know. I saw Jason Goes to Hell, and I was just like, okay. You know, it, it's 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 kind of fun. I knew you would say that. It, you know, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It can't. No, there's and, no way it can. Yeah, it. And he's kind of like Super Jason, isn't he? he like he's kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they just go crazy with it, dude. Yeah. You know how the Super Shredder looked in, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's right. kind of like that. Like, like if, if you took, I've seen if you, clips of if it. If you took the Super Shredder and made him into Jason. Oh, no, no dude, space. like at the end, like he's getting, like how they kill him, he's getting sucked into another planet's atmosphere. It's awesome. Let me tell you what. You've never seen Jason until you've seen him on fire. Skimming off the well, I've seen him on fire, but not skimming through an atmosphere. That's right. Planet. All right. Yeah, good point. So that's our next one. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna review Jason. We're gonna completely tear down Jason X. Oh yeah, that 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 movie's like so so bad. It's great. Do, do we? Did you guys want to touch on the lawsuit thing at all? What's the lawsuit thing? 
Oh, okay, so Dan, o- Dan O'Bannon originally wrote the script, and then... He yeah. sued him over the sequels, right? No, he didn't sue him over the sequels. Walter Hill and Dave Geiler, two of the producers, took the script and rewrote it. That's right. Did not tell Dan O'Bannon at all. And he just found out because he was in the production office one day, and he's like, hey, what's this script without my name on it? That's weird. He got the Writers Guild involved, and they sat down and uh, did a... Where you have the argument? What is that called, man? Arbitration? Arbitration. Arbitration. There it is. There we go. Thank you. Um, Like you say, we give us time, we'll find the words. (laughs) But now, was their script different enough from his that that they could warrant saying that we're not putting your name on it or was it just uh we're just not putting your name on it well the union sided with a with o'bannon i know the union sided with him because he ended up getting his name put back on it but later not in the original release right no 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 yeah no it was on the original release oh was it yeah okay yeah he won before the movie came out so yeah no it's it he gets total credit for the uh screenplay now i know like i mean when you watch the making of like He's really proud of the screenplay, and he tells you how great his screenplay was. Yeah, some things did get changed, and he does admit to that. Like the character names, he said, got changed. He's he's not happy with any of it. <laughs> no, he seemed a little bitter. He, he maybe he, have you seen the have you seen the documentary? I haven't, to make? but I need to. It is one of the best making ofs I've ever seen. Really. And this guy constantly tells you how great his original script was. <laughs> and then I wish someone would be like, you know, that's like every Hollywood movie. It, it, the, the film is never the same as the script. Ever. Oh, he goes on and <laughs> on about how just wanted. I mean, he even makes that statement of, you know, I wrote the definitive <laughs> space horror movie. Should've you can't make you one. can't make one after what I wrote. I get the feeling there was some stuff changed for like you know like dialogue reasons and yeah yeah, yeah some dialogue. I think they show some of his original script and it's like a little a little more stilted than. But no 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 one was knocking him down there just letting him letting him <laughs> blow himself up real big. Well I, I love that. If you watch the documentary, the producers kind of defend their their point on it. They're not as they're not as sold on his take as he is, but. Yeah. yeah, he's there in his white shirt and his bow tie, right? Yeah. His, his red suspenders. <laughs> yep, he's got the suspenders yeah, and bow tie. Some, yeah, and he's, awesome. he's telling you about how wonderful his script is. They don't interview Walter Hill, though, and that's the guy that was always arguing with him in public for like years after this movie came out. Like, oh, no, I, I, I wrote Alien. It, all the good ideas were mine. And uh, I think O'Bannon threatened to sue him. Because they don't ever really, I don't remember you don't in the hear. documentary, they don't ever really get into like what ideas was O'Bannon's and what were what was Walter Hill's. Yeah, they don't really. Like especially because so the different. documentary goes through like the making yeah. of all of them, and especially when you get into like the making of Alien 3, you're just like, man, poor Fincher, man. This was living hell. Like he's shooting shit. He doesn't know what they're going to be, like what's coming the next day. Oh, wow. He's just whatever's there that day. Yeah, all all the alien films it seemed like had a lot of trouble. I don't know, Cameron Productions. But he had he had some problem too. Like I mean, they got rid of their first DP. He had to fire him. Yeah, but he just fires people. It's Cameron. <laughs> yeah, touche. <laughs> I think he makes a point on every movie to just to fire a department and go. All right, the rest of you guys in line. Are all the alien movies canon? Like Alien versus Predator and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know what what, what it depends on. I think of the Alien series as one through four. You have those films, and they have a, a continuity, and it, it's the continuity of the Ripley character. Right. And then AVP, I mean, that can fit in, but I don't know. 
<laughs> it's the species. Yeah. So it's just. So where where does Prometheus actually fall in? Does it is, is it, that part of the that's part of the original canon? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's, yeah. that's building that story. Yeah, yeah. Pre, uh, well, Not exactly sure how it connects yet, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe in Covenant, it'll all make sense. Is Covenant uh, where does it fall in line as far as it, after Prometheus before Alien? Oh, yeah. so we're still we still haven't even gotten to here. Yeah, yeah, okay. we still haven't made it to Alien. So, so my question is, uh, d- does the tech remain the same, or they, are they modernizing it? Are we still going to be seeing it's CRTs? It's, it's, it's very modern. Ah, yeah. Man, I wish they like make it feel like it's the same universe. Oh yeah, the... no the, the Prometheus like the whole screens like you they're know. holograms. Yeah, yeah man, you know. come on, make if, if you if you've already established this world IPods where it's everywhere. it's it's you know it's gritty and all that, it needs to live like that. Now, what would be cool though is if in in Covenant they show another cargo ship. There's this technology elsewhere, but on these cargo ships they have all this cheap ass right. old shit. That would be a cool like idea. It's like yeah. the cars in yeah. Cuba. It's like, it's like yeah. it's like 60 70 years behind, you know. Yeah. Where do you guys where do you guys rank Alien in the Alien series? It's like, my favorite. Really this is your favorite? Yeah. Hands down, this is this is the one. Yeah, it's my favorite. Honestly, I haven't seen them uh in so long that I'm I'm going to say it's my favorite because it's the my, my most recent. But as we get through this uh series together, I will I'll be able to tell you more definite. Most people say the aliens is, is the best one. I keep hearing that. Like when I was telling my friends I was going to go do this today, they're like, "Oh man, aliens is way better." A lot of people like it better. That's my favorite one because I mean, yeah. it's you go from like a horror movie in space with aliens to action movie, and you know it's a lot. It's a lot brighter. It's a lot more James Cameron. It's a lot more right. action. But it just—I don't know—it just doesn't have that atmosphere. It doesn't. Is there have water that, in it? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, James James Cameron can't do a movie without water. Yeah, it's, it's it's only one shot, but yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But it's awesome because Alien, like the way it comes out of the water, is the, one of the most disturbing things. Like it's it's going after Newt, and it's like tail comes up, oh. and oh man, it's so good. I dude. mean, it's definitely a visual, more visually a spectacle, and it's by far. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like it, but right. I don't know. There's just something aesthetically about the story of Alien that I find more pleasing than I don't know the the, the thing. That I like more about aliens is the story. I like Ripley's connection to Newt in that movie anchors that film so much for me. When Ripley goes back for the cat and alien, I'm like, ah, what the fuck the cat? Dude, the cat ties everything together. Okay, I know that. But okay, go ahead. We know the cat is evil, all right? Yeah, all right. Come on. You don't, I'm you, sorry. Why save it, all right? It's, <laughs> it's working for the alien. You're only hurting yourself here. When she goes back for Newt, I want her to do that. I like the corporation and how they oh, get I mean, in there. It's, and... it's great how it takes, you know, it takes this, I don't want to call Alien a small movie, but it, compared to Aliens, it kind of takes yeah. this smaller story and into this much bigger, broader, I don't know, that. maybe it's because I saw it first, and maybe it's because I, you know, I just tend to like horror films more than other movies. I, it very well could just be that. Well, I saw Aliens first, so I mean, I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs> I, yeah, I could. Yeah, it's probably the same here. When John Hurt was on the table, I knew I exactly know, what was going to happen. So like, that moment was a little. I don't know. Impact like, was lessened. Aliens doesn't have that. Like, it doesn't make me think about how, like what it would be like to land on an alien world. It doesn't have that claustrophobic yet trapped feeling of oh shit, this thing's loose on the ship and we have to find it. It, it doesn't have those atmospheric things that just make me kind of as a you know as a viewer sink deeper and personally into the story and kind of see myself there. Aliens is much more 
that's badass. They just drove this tank thing into a room full of aliens and blew them all to hell. Like, I don't know, it's the difference between watching, you know, Commando and pick a horror film, uh, The Shining. Anyway, I... We don't. We don't need to talk about aliens. I will be here all night. Um, <laughs> yeah, gonna... It's in the archive. Go check it out. <laughs> That's true. We've we've already covered that. So you guys have been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail dot com. That's the movie crew crew spelled C R E W E extra E at the end at gmail dot com. You guys can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Movie Crew Pod. Benson, where can people follow you, sir? On the social media thing they call Twitter at. J. Edward Benson. Mr. Jared. You can find me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen and on Instagram at CheckTheGate. Uh, check us out at uh, <laughs> ShutUpListenPodcast.com, Don'tBeAfraidOfTheDark.net, and on iTunes with the Don't Be Afraid of the Dark podcast and all other Shut Up and Listen Podcast Network podcasts. There you go. Guys, go check them out. And we're going to play some of Jerry Goldsmith's score to close. We're going to play the main title and... Uh, Probably the end titles. That way you get a little bit of all the themes. Enjoy. Enjoy.